Hello, listening friends. Welcome to this broadcast on the life of Moses. In the last message, I told you that each of the plagues corresponds to one of the ancient Egyptian gods. تشير إلى إله من الآلهة الوثنية التي كان المصريون يتعبدون لها واليوم سوف نتأمل في هذه الآلهة الوثنية التي كانت الضربات العشر موجهة ضدها دعنا نتأمل في الضربة الأولى كانت الضربة الأولى هي قضاء الله ضد المياه في مصر Aaron lifted his rod and smote the water and the water turned into blood رفع هارون عصاه وضرب الماء فتحول الماء الى دم and the fish died and the river stank ومات السمك وانتن النهر Egypt owes its very life to the river Nile مصر مدينه بحياتها الى نهر النيل if the river Nile dries up 99% of the population of Egypt would die within days. From the Nile came the water for irrigation. The river Nile was the primary means of transportation. From the Nile came the fertile topsoil. ومن النيل جاءت التربة العليا للخصوبة. The Nile was the key to life. كان النيل هو مفتاح الحياة. You take it away and there will be no life. فإذا انتزعت المفتاح توقفت الحياة. Osiris or the chief gods of Egypt. Osiris كان واحدا من الآلهة الرئيسية في مصر. He was first and foremost the god of the Nile. كان هو أولا وقبل كل شيء. إله النيل. Offerings were made to the gods of the Nile. وكانت التقديمات تعطى لآلهة النيل. Human sacrifices were offered to the gods of the Nile. وكانت الذبائح البشرية تقدم لآلهة النيل. Priests bowed and worshipped the gods of the Nile. وكان الكهنة ينحنون ويتعبدون لآلهة النيل. And now the divine Nile, which is the source of life, became the source of death. والآن أصبح هذا النيل الإلهي الذي هو مصدر الحياة أصبح مصدر الموت. This plague lasted for seven days. واستمرت هذه الضربة سبعة أيام. But in Exodus chapter seven verse twenty-two. ولكننا نقرأ في العدد الثاني والعشرين من الأصحاح السابع من سفر خروج. That the heart of Pharaoh was hardened. أن قلب فرعون قد تقسى. And he refused to let the people go. ورفض أن يطلق الشعب. So secondly comes the plague of the frogs. ولذلك ثانيا تأتي ضربة الضفادع. Aaron stretched his hand and millions of frogs took over the country. مد هارون يده وإذا بملايين الضفادع تغطي البلاد كلها. Ancient Egyptians worshipped the goddess Hecate. وكان المصريون القدماء يعبدون الإله هكت. Hecate was always pictured with a normal head and a body of a frog. وكانت هكت دائما تصور في صورة رأس طبيعية وجسد ضفدعة. Hecate the frog was considered to be the goddess of fertility. وكانت هكت الضفدعة 
تعتبروا إلهة الخصوبة. God gave them frogs until frogs were literally coming out of their ears. الله أعطاهم الضفادع حتى إن الضفادع حرفياً كانت تخرج من آذانهم. They baked their bread with frogs in it. فكانوا يخبزون خبزهم بالضفادع فيه. They drank their water with frogs in it. وكانوا يشربون ماءهم بالضفادع فيه. They slept in beds that were covered with frogs. وكانوا ينامون في أسرة مغطاة بالضفادع. Here is the irony. وهنا تبدو السخرية. Ancient Egyptians could not kill frogs. وهي أن قدماء المصريين لم يكونوا يستطيعون أن يقتلوا الضفادع. For how can they kill the goddess of fertility? إذ كيف يمكن أن تقتل إلهة الخصوبة؟ But here is something really funny. ولكن هنا أيضا شيء مضحك وهزلي حقا. Pharaoh turns to his magicians and asks them, can you do this? يتلفت فرعون إلى سحرته ويسألهم قائلا, هل تستطيعون أن تفعلوا هذا؟ Oh yes, they said, they can make more frogs. قالوا نعم. وصنعوا مزيدا من الضفادع. But one thing they did not need was more frogs. لكن الشيء الوحيد الذي لم يكونوا يحتاجون إليه كان هو المزيد من الضفادع. But the magicians could not get rid of the frogs. ولكن السحرة لم يستطيعوا أن يتخلصوا من الضفادع. Only God can. الله وحده يستطيع. In Exodus 8:8, Pharaoh said to Moses. وفي العدد الثامن من الأصحاح الثامن من سفر خروج. قال فرعون لموسى ولهارون Entreat your God to get rid of the frogs and I will let you go. صليها إلى الرب ليرفع الضفادع عني وعن شعبي فأطلق الشعب. But when God answered the request, ولكن عندما استجاب الله لطلبهما, Pharaoh refused to let them go. رفض فرعون أن يطلقهم. So came the third plague of the flies or the lice. وهكذا تأتي ثالثاً the Bible indicates that this was a form of sand fly that dug deep beneath the skin and caused itching and pain. ويبين الكتاب المقدس أن هذا كان نوعا من الذباب الرملي الذي كان يحفر بعمق تحت الجلد ويسبب حك الجلد مع ألم شديد. This was a judgment upon the earth god Gib. وكانت هذه الضربة ضد جب. The fertile land of Egypt that was worshipped was now producing insects and swarms of flies. فكانت هذه الأرض الخصيبة في مصر التي كانت تعبد كانت الآن تنتج حشرات وأسراب من الذبان. This defiled their bodies and prevented the priests from practicing their pagan rituals. وكانت هذه تنجس أجسادهم وتمنع الكهنة من ممارسة تقوص عباداتهم الوثنية. Still, Pharaoh refused to let them go. ومع ذلك ظل فرعون يرفض أن يطلقهم. So comes the fourth plague. ثم تأتي الضربة الرابعة. This plague is another insect that was very special to the Egyptians in their worship. وكانت هذه الضربة حشرة أخرى كانت متميزة جدا للمصريين 
في عبادتهم. The ancient Egyptians worshipped the beetle. كان المصريون يعبدون الخنفساء والذبان. And God said, I'll give you enough beetle to make you sick. وقال الله سأعطيكم عددا كبيرا من الذبان يجعلكم مرضى. But when they got over the supply of beetles, still Pharaoh refused to surrender. وعندما تخلصوا من الذبان ظل فرعون أيضا يرفض الاستسلام. Which brought about the fifth plague. الأمر الذي أدى إلى الضربة الخامسة. This was against the cattle of the land. وكانت هذه الضربة ضد مواشي الأرض. Ancient Egyptians venerated animals. كان المصريون القدماء يوقرون الحيوانات. One of the most popular religious cults was the cult of Apis, the bull god. وكان من أشهر طوائفهم الدينية طائفة عبادة أبيس. الإله الثور أو العجل. In many shrines you would find a sacred bull. وفي كثير من أماكنهم المقدسة تجد الثور المقدس. In fact, dead bulls were given elaborate burials in a vault at Sagara near Memphis. وفي الحقيقة كثير من الثيران الميتة أعطيت لها مدافن محكمة ومعقدة. Many of the people of God in Egypt belonged to that cult. وكان كثيرون من شعب الله في مصر ينتمون إلى هذه العبادة في هذه الطائفة. And that is why when Moses went up to the mountains in Sinai Desert, ولهذا عندما صعد موسى إلى الجبال في صحراء سيناء. And most of his people thought he would never come back. وظن معظم شعبه أنه لن يعود ثانية. So they asked Aaron to make a golden calf in the image of Apis. ولهذا طلبوا من هارون أن يصنع لهم عجلا ذهبيا على هيئة أبيس. They said, "This is your God, O Israel, who brought you out of Egypt." وقالوا هذه آلهتك يا إسرائيل التي أصعدتك من أرض مصر. It's against this depraved religious system that God's judgment came. ومن هنا جاءت ضربة الله ضد هذا النظام الديني الفاسد. Still, Pharaoh's heart was hardened. ومع ذلك ظل قلب فرعون يتقسى. Which brings us to the sixth plague. الأمر الذي يأتي بنا إلى الضربة السادسة. The sixth plague was the plague of boils and ulcers. كانت هذه الضربة السادسة هي وباء دمامل ببثور. Exodus chapter 9 verses 10 to 12 tells us. يخبرنا الأصحاح التاسع من سفر خروج من العدد العاشر إلى العدد الثاني عشر. That Moses and Aaron took ashes of a furnace and stood before Pharaoh. أن موسى وهارون أخذا رماد الأتون. They sprinkled the ashes toward heaven and they became boils. Nothing would cure these boils in the skin of ancient Egyptians. Boils covered their faces and their whole bodies. غطت الدمامل وجوههم وكل أجسادهم. So much so that the magicians could not appear before Moses because of the boils. حتى إن العرافين لم يستطيعوا أن يقفوا أمام موسى من أجل الدمامل. The irony is this. والسخرية هنا هي هذه. It was customary in ancient Egypt. For the ashes of sacrifices to be sprinkled into the air above the worshippers. كان من العادات الشائعة في مصر أن رماد الذبائح يرش في الهواء فوق العابدين. And all who have ashes fall upon them 
counted that a blessing. But now in the hands of Moses, the ashes of blessings have become the ashes of a curse. Egyptians and Egyptian gods were known for being skilled in medicine. But these gods are impotent before Jehovah God. But Pharaoh still hardened his heart. Which brings me to the seventh plague, which was an extraordinary phenomenon. الأمر الذي يأتي بي إلى الضربة السابعة والتي كانت ظاهرة غير عادية It really rains in Egypt إذ أن المطر نادر في مصر So to get lightning and hail sends horror in the hearts of both people and beasts ولذلك أدخل البرق والبرد الرعب في قلوب الناس والحيوانات With this plague comes a turning of people against Pharaoh وأدت هذه الضربة إلى تمرد الناس ضد فرعون. Moses warned the people that every animal left in the field will be killed by the hail. وحذر موسى الناس أن كل حيوان يترك في الحقل سيقتل بواسطة البرد. But those who believed the words of the Lord, even among the Egyptians, their animal would survive. ولكن أولئك الذين صدقوا كلمة الرب وأمنوا بها حتى بين المصريين ستبقى حيواناتهم على قيد الحياة أما أولئك الذين كان لهم إيمان بآلهة السماء أبيدوا وعندما يتزعزع الأمل ولا تتحقق الانتظارات لابد أن يأتي الغضب Horus, the god of the atmosphere. Horus, ilahu al-jaw. Anat, the sky goddess. Wanut, ilahat al-samaa. Proved ineffective in the face of the power of Jehovah. Athbata adama fa'aliyatihima fi muajahati quwwati ahwa. Then comes the eighth plague, the invasion of the locusts. Thumma ta'ati al-darbatu thamina. The locusts devoured everything left in the field after the devastation caused by hail. In Exodus chapter 10 and verse 7, the country's leaders pleaded with Pharaoh to let the Hebrews go. But when Pharaoh attempted to bargain with Moses, he discovered that God does not bargain. Moses left the palace while the locusts consumed everything in sight. Nepri, the god of the grains. Anibas, the guardian god of the fields. Anubis, Min, the deity of the harvest and crops. Min, 
All these gods had now joined the list of false gods that were defeated and destroyed by Yahweh. Finally, the ninth plague comes swiftly and unexpectedly. And this was the most significant of all in terms of the Egyptian false gods. For three days, a dense darkness fell upon the land. The stars were gone and the moon did not shine. And in Exodus chapter 10 verses 21 to 23, we read of the most devastating plague of all, the disappearance of Ra. Ra, the beloved sun god, had been obliterated. The noon hour was blacker than midnight. The people were forced to sit still for three days. They could not move. They could not eat. They could not see each other. And Pharaoh the sun worshipper discovered that the sun is no match for the sun maker. Finally Pharaoh said to Moses, Get out of here. If you see my face again, you'll be a dead man. In Exodus chapter 10, verse 29, First it was the river. Then the land. Then finally the sky. Again and again, God reminded them that He is the maker of all things. And He is the one to be worshipped and adored. Not his creation. Not his blessings. Not his gifts. My listening friends, please listen carefully to what I'm going to tell you. There are two lessons here that I pray that will be imprinted indelibly upon your heart. First of all, God detests cheap repentance. God detests 
temperate change of heart. God detests transitory change of character. After each plague, from the frogs to the darkness, Pharaoh promised to repent. And yet, as soon as God answered Moses' prayer, Pharaoh went back to his old ways. True repentance is not just out of fear of the consequences of sin. It is out of love for the one who has been offended. So much of our repentance is like that of Pharaoh. We only do it when we want something from God. So many of our cries to God are like that of Pharaoh's. Get me out of this and I'll be good. Bless me and I'll change my ways. Do this and I'll do that. This is a very dangerous thing to do. When you are truly in love with God, you want to please Him. And when you become aware that you have offended him and displeased him, you grieve over offending him. The second thing I want to tell you is this. Moses was given a variety of options. But he insisted on what God wanted instead of what he could have settled for. It is a well-known fact in negotiation that you start by asking for the whole loaf. So at the end of the day, you will settle for the half, which really what you wanted to begin with. This may be okay in negotiation. But negotiation is not part of God's vocabulary. In Exodus chapter 8 verse 25, Pharaoh said, Sacrifice to your God here in Egypt. But Moses said, God said to go for three days and three nights journey and there we sacrifice. In Exodus 8.28, Pharaoh answered, Go but not too far. 
But Moses remembered God's instructions. And he told Pharaoh, No, three days and three nights. That's what God said. No bargaining. My listening friends, listen carefully as we are getting ready to conclude. Negotiation with God is an indication of a hard heart. And that is why Pharaoh's heart was hardened. We read that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. What does that mean? As if God is saying, you worship frogs, here are more frogs you worship. In the same way, God would say to each of us, You have decided to renege on your promises. You decided to ignore my commands. You decided to be in control of your life. You have decided to do things your way. And I will now help you fulfill your desire. I'll give you what you want in abundance. Be careful, my listening friends, in the area of your obedience to God. A smorgasbord obedience or temporary obedience will not honor God. That is why Paul tells us in Romans 2.4 Do not take God's mercy for granted. Do not let God's patience with you send you to an ego trip of thinking that you can get away with things. No one can get away from God. Until next time, I wish you God's richest blessing. نصرنا بدم المسيح حسب وعده الصادق الصريح معه للأمام دائم الدوام نمشي بانتصار إلى النعيم معه للأمام دائم الدوام نمشي بانتصار إلى النعيم فخرنا في صليب البار إننا له شعبه المختار نحمل صليبنا نتبع حبيبنا نمشي بانتصار إلى النعيم 
نحمل صليبنا نتبع حبيبنا نمشي بانتصار إلى النعيم سمالي مدى الأزمان مسكنا لنا بارئ الأكوان نظهر في مجده نلهج بحمده نمشي بانتصار إلى النعيم نظهر في مجده نلهج بحمده نمشي بانتصار إلى النعيم